This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Joey Coming to you live from the ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area. It's time for THN Cover to Cover for Saturday, December 12th. My name is Matt Bomb. And I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Matt Bomb, do you know what day it is? What day is it? It's Cookie Fest. Oh, that's right. It is Cookie and Fest. Do you know, and do you know what that means? It's Digital COVID Cookie Fest, but, you know, whatever. That means it's time for the 8th annual Hanukkah Drunk Show. It's true. Later on today, we're going to record the Hanukkah Drunk Show. I still have two bottles of Manischewitz from last year, and they're room temperature I, and ready to go. <laughs> I, I bought this one fr- I bought this one fresh yesterday, Woo. and uh, I've already poured myself half a bottle. Nice. I haven't touched it yet. All right. All right. I'm going to, though. Um. Okay, here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 10.30 Central, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page to rap about the week's nerd news. And then we open the phone lines at 11 for you nerds to play along. We are only occasionally drunk when this happens. It's true. It's true. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click the Facebook Call Now button, or you can just watch us live on our Facebook page and chat with us if you would like. If you can't call in live, you can always leave us a message at that phone number, or you can send an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Let's talk. We're here to emote, to cathart, to hide our feelings. I don't of know if dread. to cathart is a word. Yes, we hold each other down and we cathart on each other and we chuckle about it. It's great. We're here to express our feelings about nerd news, to hide our actual feelings, which are thinly veiled in the nerd news and will expose what big crybabies and adult children we are. So let's do it together. But before we I open the phone lines, Joe. I accidentally catharted in my pants. <laughs> I need you to ask these nerds, or better yet, just reset the question of the week for these nerds. That's not how it works. We do the nerd news first. Oh, you're right. Let's get into the nerd news. Yeah, nerd news. You sure you're not drunk already? I'm pretty sure. I might be a little residually drunk from last night. I don't know. All right, all right, all right. From the Future State Desk, DC reveals the new Batman at least one full month before it was just going to happen anyway. Yeah, well, what can you do? (laughs) These damn solicits. (laughs) The rumors that Batman would be replaced by a person of color established, uh, a previously established person of color, turned out to be true this week when DC revealed the new Batman. There was even money on Luke Fox, son of Lucius, um, perhaps the character that made the most sense to become the new Batman. We've got some discussion. Uh, Donnie on that the later. cowl. <laughs> but thanks to the DC January solicits, we now know that Matt was right, and Tim Fox, the estranged son of longtime Batman ally Lucius Fox and brother of the aforementioned Luke Fox, aka Batwing, will be your new Batman. I just really love saying it that way. I can tell. Uh, the variant it's cute. The variant cover uh it has he appeared on the variant cover uh, for January 19th's Future State The Next Batman number 2 by Doug Braithwaite and Diego Rodriguez. Who is Tim Fox, you might ask? 
He first appeared in 1979's Batman number 313 by Len Wein and Irv Novick. If you're keeping score, by um, the way, just sold for $500 in 9.6 condition on eBay. That is just the dumbest that shit. That is stupid. Yes. <laughs> and that's sold. Not asking for. Now everyone's asking and, uh, for ridiculous I wonder how many prices. copies Aaron Myers has. Uh, when we first met Tim Jace Fox... He was an angry young college student trying to get out of his father's shadow. And that was it, really. There wasn't much else. To uh, as far as I could, as far as I could tell, with a quick search on like Comic Vine and stuff, I think he's made like a total of six appearances. I believe that is correct. I <laughs> Over read the, the course of forty years. <laughs> I read his first appearance in Batman One Hundred and One this morning, and it's nothing. I mean, it's afterthought. well, his 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 reappearance in Batman One Hundred and One. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Batman 313 is what I read this morning. Oh, you read Batman 313? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's completely throwaway. Uh, it's nothing. He's just like, screw you, dad. And then he runs out of the room, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he briefly appeared in the recent Batman 101 after a nine-year gap. Jeez, Louise. It's been a while. Re-emerging as the Fox family is coming back together after his father, Lucius, was given control of the Wayne family fortune and Wayne Industries or Wayne Enterprises or Wayne Technologies or whatever the fuck it's called. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Following yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Following the Joker War arc. Uh, the next Batman and the mystery of as I... Well, this stuff... Okay, so this stuff that I put in, in italics is stuff we don't necessarily need to read, but we can talk about. So let's just jump to the All question. Right, no, I'll, I'll paraphrase it real quick. Okay. So the mystery behind the new Batman was first swirling in August when uh, writer John Ridley said, I think it's a pretty safe bet that if I'm writing Batman, it's probably a little better than a 47% chance he's going to be a person of color. It's an oddly uh, specific which of course, chance. We, we all knew that, that meant it was going to be a 100% chance. 47. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, though they did not say it was Tim at the time, they did say that the next Batman would focus heavily on the Fox family, specifically Lucius, uh, Batman's longtime ally and designer of all of his gadgets. Why not Luke? Is Luke getting the shaft? I don't think Luke is getting the shaft here. Luke had his shot. He was Batwing for a while. He was the second Batwing. The first one is David Zavimbi, or I'm not really sure how to pronounce the name. He was the Batman of Africa during Batman. The Batman of Africa. He quit because there was too much corruption in the police and he couldn't handle anymore. And so Luke got the job. That was back when Luke was like sexy cage fighting MMA Luke. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Yeah. So the, the, they were like, all right, fuck Africa. I'm yeah. going to be the Batwing of Gotham City where there's already 18 Batman. <laughs> now. You could argue that this is very much a bait and swish kind of hush type thing where it's like, is, who is it? Is it the mysterious whatever? Nope. Turns out it's a brand new character, Tommy Elliott. Like, yeah, we've just sort of farted him in continuity and he's always been there. Well, Tim has always been there. He's just really not really been anyone. And I think the fact that he is a blank slate maybe makes it better for whatever they decide to do in future state. You know what I mean? I, I don't have a problem with this. Yeah. Do I feel anything for this character? Do I care about this character? No, absolutely not. I've and literally, uh, other than outside of Batman 101, I, I had no idea that Lucius Fox even had more than one son. Oh, I forgot. No, and there's no reason why you should know because he has not, he's not been a thing at all. I mean, like I said, six appearances in 40 years. Yeah, but it was so obvious and when like, they were like, uh-oh. Tim Fox is back in town oh, and he's an, causing oh, an trouble, brother. Oh man, he's that one's yeah. a handful, you know. <laughs> like there it is, that's your Batman. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, if that means Luke Fox is going to continue to be Batwing or if they're going to find some other rule for him, that's fine. I don't really care. I, I do like the idea that uh, Tim is essentially, like you said, a blank slate. Okay, now correct me if I'm and wrong, though. Can, we did see images of two different people in bat suits in Future State, right? Yeah, but the other one is Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Who, who is presumed dead, but not really dead. <laughs> well, you know, um, it happens. Uh, so DC has already kind of announced that some of these characters, future selves like uh, Yara Floor, the new Wonder Woman and the Red X will also uh, appear in the current continuity when the books go back. Um, we don't we do not know yet whether or not Tim will do the same, but I think it's a pretty safe bet considering all of the hype behind it. Yeah, I mean, well, again, all this stuff depends how it sells and how we react to it now guess what some real big jerks on the internet freaked out over this one go figure which is just stupid because the replacement of batman is always kind of a shtick it kicks sales for a while you know we saw we saw dick as batman for a while we saw Azrael's batman for a while and that's something i would like to explore in a segment or possibly a cosmic long box down the road replacement batman that could be a lot of fun i mean can we come up with eight replacement batman not eight but eight issues where someone else is batman no problem that won't be an issue. Yeah, but it's going to be a real cop out if we're doing like three Dick Grayson Batman issues. No, not at all. There's <laughs> I can name like six right now. We could do the Grant Morrison Batman alien of like whatever Radden's Azur or whatever that planet was. <laughs> so I this I don't care about the character. I'm more excited to see what they're going to do with future state. I don't think that it's necessarily a cop out that Bruce will still be Batman as well. Some people were pissed about that. They're like, oh, sure, finally we get someone, you know, of color playing Batman, but Bruce is still around for the white folks. No, it's a storyline. And we'll see where they go with it. I like this writer. Well, and, and the and suit actually, looks cool. Uh, I, I'm not 100% clear because I haven't read the solicits in a while, but there, there are some things going on in future state where it's like, you know, there's more than one Superman book, but they're not all taking place at the same time period. Yeah, I, I so don't I'm know. not. I don't recall exactly. Uh, somebody can fact check me on this uh, while we wrap about other stuff. But I don't recall exactly whether or not the next Batman and the Dark Detective, which is the Bruce Wayne in the like sleeveless, right? You know, short glove <laughs> uh, street fight. street fighter stuff. Yeah, the John Moxley is the, Batman, is the same. If you will. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Johnny Cage. <laughs> So, From Mortal Kombat. So it is. And they, I read an article, and I want to say it was on CBR. I can't recall now. But they were talking about how this Batman, Bruce Wayne's Batman, is going to find out, like, well, none of my gadgets work against all this new technology and stuff. So he just strips down to street fighting Batman because that's the best way not to be tracked. Whereas the other Batman's going to be full on future tech whoa whoa crazy crazy <laughs> well i mean <laughs> that's know? kind of the plot that's kind of the plot of the current batman right yeah where it's like yeah you're that, cut off batman has no gadgets anymore so i think they're going to continue with that and we will see two versions of the character basically one is going to be lucius fox's idea of fully equipped here's batman with all the gadgets because that's how he always did it bruce is considered dead so bruce on the other hand is wearing a cutoff shirt and beating people up in the alley, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> He's trying to solve a mystery. Yeah. We're, we're, we're a conspiracy with the, with the magistrate. 
I am not worried. The, the evil, corrupt people in charge of Gotham in the future? I'm not worried. I'm not angry. I think it'll be fun. And when it's all not. done, guess what? Bruce Wayne's going to be Batman. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's big like shock. they they made such a big deal about the mystery. And then it's just like a surprise. It's this character you've ne- either never heard of or right. haven't seen in Which, 10 years. Like doesn't count. That's not a mystery. Like you'll never guess. And you know why? Because this character is not a thing. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, it, it, it's like <laughs> the new Daredevil is Matt Murdock's twin brother. Right. Who doesn't really exist except for now he does. Yeah, like, like that's what, not what that's a twist. Not a mystery, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. From the Xenomorph desk, Marvel releases their first alien creative team. 2021 is shaping up to be the year of Aliens and Predator at Marvel, and who knows, maybe we'll even get a watchable movie or TV series about it. More on that in a bit. This week, Marvel announced March will be the first alien invasion, and writer Philip Kennedy Johnson, along with artist Salvador LaRocca, coloring by Guru Effects, which every time I read Guru Effects, I go straight to Junkie XL. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is your creative team on the first of what you know is going to be way too many alien comics? This is from the Marvel press release. The story is featuring both new and classic characters from Earth and beyond. This bold take on alien mythology will entertain both longtime fans and newcomers to the legendary horror slash science fiction saga. The new story will feature a Wayland yutani mercenary named Gabriel Cruz as he battles a deadly new breed of xenomorph with the survival of his child hanging in the balance. Now, Marvel and Disney acquired the rights to Aliens and Predator back in 2019 when the amoeba that is Disney swallowed the smaller amoeba that was 20th Century Fox and absorbed them and all their power. There's no mention of a Predator comic yet, but... I don't know if I would refer to them as an amoeba. I I think it's more like Great Blue Whale that just opens its mouth and inhales all the plankton and it comes across. Oh, no, this is way bigger than that. It's like a space amoeba. This is like Lovecraftian type Elder Gods. Oh, okay, (laughs) like an Elder God, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Predator is also rumored to be launched in 2021 as well. No announcements yet, but it's coming, obviously. Joe, are you happy to see Marvel fighting the urge to lead off with Aliens versus Wolverine? You know, you hate to see it. I, I, they could, they could have just come out guns blazing, and they're like, no, it's just an alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I am like super glad because. They waited an entire five minutes before they started shoving Conan in the fucking Avengers. Oh, yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, stop it. Just yeah. stop it. And that's something and I, I, I know it's going to happen. About. We all know it's going to happen. Yes. You know, superhero versus alien is not a new concept. Dark Horse did that shit on the regular. We're going to do a whole Cosmic Long Box episode all about it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, this creative team does not excite me. Let me ask you this. At all. Creative team aside. And I don't. Yeah, I, I will say Philip Kennedy Johnson is not a creator that like I, I'm not in hate with the guy. I just don't know a lot about what he's done. And I can't say that I've read stuff. I have read some of the stuff and it was fine. I don't, maybe this no. will be great. He wrote Empire Captain America and it was terrible. Oh, I didn't know he wrote terrible. that. Oh, yes. oh, you did review that. and You hated um, it. Now let me ask you he this wrote, though. No, you hated it. Uh, you, we, uh, he wrote that uh, that latest Marvel Zombies book was, which was 
mediocre, fine yeah. at best. Yeah, that's the one. Like, I, I have not read anything by th- I have not read anything by this guy that made me go, "Ooh, Philip Kennedy Johnson." I'm excited. Well, let me ask you something further than that. Let's say they had a fantastic creative team. Do you still care about these properties? Like, do you feel anything for them anymore? Because I feel like. The comics themselves, even when they had great writers, writers that I really enjoyed, like that last Brian Wood series, it was good, but at the same time, like, is still just another alien story. Like, oh, people are in trouble and they're running from the aliens. Like, yeah, that's, that's what you do, I guess. I mean, it was fine, (laughs) but like, I, I don't know. After the last couple aliens movies and a series of terrible aliens versus predator movies, while I still think the Xenomorph is probably my favorite monster in film, smaller monster, Godzilla's my favorite big monster, but like the design is still amazing. But outside of the design, you've ripped all the mystery out of it with this Prometheus bullshit. And I just don't know that I care anymore. And, and quite honestly, in that sense, I almost would have gone for, had they been like, Avengers aliens. I might've been like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Like, <laughs> just give it into the spectacle. Yeah. Of it. You know, like I, part of me is almost was just like, yeah, okay. Conan versus aliens or Conan versus predator deadliest of the species or whatever. Like, let's just do it because I, I just don't know that I get excited about the deadliest game. And then you get Mario van Peebles in there. Yeah. Like I just or don't wait. know that I get excited about, or is it Damon Wayans? <laughs> Have, Who's in the deadliest game? That was Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> or wait, what's the one I'm thinking of with Rucker Hauer and, uh, I don't know. The Hitcher. The last Boy Scout. <laughs> Rucker Hauer was not in the last Boy Scout. That was, you got to I don't stop. fucking know what I'm talking about. Let's get back on the rails, please. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, like, I just don't know if I care. I, and then I start looking at properties like Conan and Star Wars that were also Dark Horse properties. And I do think. Marvel has done a really nice job with the Star Wars universe for Star Wars fans. And it seems like Conan fans are happy with about 50% of what they're doing with Conan. The regular Conan series is still excellent. I very much enjoy it. So that is not to say we can't tell good stories, but I just don't know when you give me this, like you said, this creative team and we're telling another new sort of anthology sort of like, Oh, it's some stories with this mercenary protecting this kid. And it's happening on earth. I barely feel anything. Point of order. I was thinking of surviving the game starring Rutger Hauer and ice T. I'm really glad we got that cleared up, which is totally about man hunting man. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know. Right. (sighs) It's hard to be excited about this anymore. It's hard to be excited without, them coming up with something really new and unexpected. Yes. Like we, when we heard at first that there was going to be a Friday the 13th reboot and Quentin Tarantino was behind the project, I was like, okay, that's the kind of thing that could really excite me. And then Tarantino exited and we just got a Friday the 13th reboot that nobody really gave a shit about, you know, like, because, oh, you're going to tell this story again. Okay, great. I mean, like, do I like Jason? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On paper, I like Jason. I love the first three or four Friday the 13th movies and 10, 10 was great, but like, but I don't really feel anything anymore. You mean Jason X. Yeah, dude. Jason in space. It was great. <laughs> I just don't know if I care. That's where I'm at on this. My stance is, is that I'm not sure that these characters really have anything more to offer in comic that, form. That's what I'm saying. Like if somebody comes up with a cool idea for a movie or something, yeah, I'm on board. I'll watch it. Please, because I need to watch the the last five out of my mouth. And I think that the idea of like, ooh, the xenomorphs are on Earth now, 
and they're running amok. Like that's interesting to me. Yeah. Those as are- opposed to like, we found another abandoned space station. There's creepy eggs everywhere. Right. Where are all these bodies? Oh my God. Like we've seen that a billion times. But Dark Horse has also explored aliens on earth a billion times as well. There's a whole earth war and that broke off into like three different series and, and they were good. I, you know, I just, yeah, I don't know. I almost rather that we just went full on aliens versus the Marvel universe or aliens versus predator versus Punisher versus Kang, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> uh, so you have a question in here. Who's the first hero that should team uh, versus the aliens. And I, my first instinct was Wolverine, but now I'm thinking it's gotta be Deadpool. Because dead, like they'll play it for laughs. Deadpool gets acid on his face. It doesn't really matter because yeah. he's already all fucked up. That could be fun. See, I think you got to do it in space. Like, I think you got to do it in space, and it starts with like the Badoon just getting leveled, and the Guardians of the Galaxy go to check it out, and like, oh shit, it's the alien. It's not just the alien. It's the Predator too. You know, like, oh man. <laughs> oh, and then here's another thing that bugs me is that like they this insistence. And they've always done it. Marvel has always done it with their licensed properties. They did it with Transformers. They did it with ROM. It's like, why are you putting them in the Marvel universe? Where once you lose the rights, yeah, none of this will ever be mentioned or matter again. Well, they're not going to lose the rights. Disney bought it. So they're not going to lose the rights. The, the, oh, that's fair. That's a fair point, I this guess. This is done. <laughs> so Yeah, that's yeah, that was a little bit different. Now I guess. what happens yeah, right. basically is you go the brood? No, it was never the brood. It was always a xenomorphs and the brood are related to the xenomorphs oh my god <laughs> all right we don't have time for this because we got you, too much left nerd to talk bet about. that happens nerd bet. no i don't agree okay fine then you got the other side there's our nerd bet you say no i say yeah no. i don't agree uh, because jason jason aaron in the x books just did a whole big thing about the origin of the brood it's not gonna be like that doesn't matter <laughs> does not matter Mm-hmm. we'll see call we'll him see, my we'll shot from the disney plus desk disney says put this in your pipe and smoke it to netflix and hbo max we've talked th- about the rough year hbo max has been having but it seems everything is coming up roses for disney plus this week's disney 2020 investors day event featured an amazing list of upcoming projects that seem to confirm every rumor we've reported on this show for the past three years yeah this was like and this and is like more. a fan fiction dump almost. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. During the four-hour presentation, Disney announced that within the next few years, around 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, 15 series under the Disney banner, which encompasses uh, Disney animation, Pixar, the live action, etc., and 15 completely new movies under those same banners will debut on the streaming service. Not to mention the movies that still tentatively are slated for theatrical release, like Black Widow, which they are doubling down on being exclusive to theaters. Yeah. Here is a rundown from uh, the event of our favorite announcements. Fargo series creator Noah Hawley is launching an alien series on FX. The series will apparently take the franchise back to its horror movie roots focusing on the isolated terror that helps make the first alien film so great to take the stakes up a notch from the Nostromo. Holly's series will be set on earth. That's exactly what I was talking about. There you go. No, no, Holly's kick ass. I think this is interesting. That it's on FX. 
So they're going to go like that way. It can be a little more adult and can be scary and can be a little more violent. So like Fargo, for example, which full on violence, full on cuss words. So I'm glad they're sticking with the rated R thing and we're not getting an alien TV series coming to Disney plus also notice it's not coming to Hulu. So I don't know. I mean, they own FX now, I guess. Why not? Well, um, Disney plus, uh, I'm, there was a rumor and people couldn't figure out whether or not it was fake or not. There was a foreign conference sort of similar to this. None of these big announcements, but one of the announcements was that Disney plus would be adding an 18 plus tier to it. Hmm. So like they would have a place on Disney plus for the more mature stuff. Uh, I mean, they got to figure something out if they're going to group some of this stuff in then you got to figure something out. I find it hard to believe that Disney does that because it's so family driven right now, but whatever, we got a bunch of announcements. Let's star Wars. Let's do it. All right. We've got a Cassian Andor series, which we already knew about. We got an Obi-Wan series, which we already knew about, but Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader. I can't say I'm excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rangers of the new Republic. Uh, Ashoka, which was rumored, Lando, which is a new one, uh, the Acolyte, which I don't, re- I don't know what that's it. I would guess that it's is Sith related, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the the Bad Batch, which is a Clone Wars spinoff, uh, Visions, which is going to be animated shorts that are like kind of like the Animatrix, right? If you remember that, they'd be like more like anime, like stylistic. And a droid story, which I assume is also animated. They'll all stream on Disney Plus in the next few years. Uh, we've got a Taika Waititi movie still on the books. Uh, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins is going to direct a Rogue Squadron movie. Can't tell you how excited I am about this. I loved the old Rogue Squadron. The Dark Horse Rogue Squadron series was fantastic. The Rogue Squadron video games kicked ass. And the, I've read a couple of the Rogue Squadron books as well great reads and they've all been wiped from canon or not i don't know just a little bit just a little background on it uh in the in the old canon rogue squadron was a group of rebel pilots led by luke skywalker and wedge antilles there was a video game there were comics there were novels um we don't know how much of it is still canon yeah obviously some of it maybe all because they're doing a, a movie i don't know I, I, mean, d- I doubt Luke's going to be in it, though. Well, uh, probably not. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> That's just. It. I don't think I would want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if they had a a younger actor playing Luke Skywalker doing it. I don't know. I don't know that I would hate it either because, like, I love the idea of Luke and Wedge in that Rogue Squadron so much, and and that's what made that group like so cool was seeing this time where Luke wasn't just a Jedi. He's also a badass pilot and with his buddy wedge that he came up with. So I don't know if it takes something away from that or not, you know, speaking of Marvel business, four new trailers popped for WandaVision Falcon and winter soldier Loki and the animated. What if of those four, I mean, like, they all look great, but I think Loki is the one that excited me the most. Loki looks completely bonkers, and there's a scene in the Loki trailer where, like, the time variance police or whatever are bringing him in a room, and they're, like, hitting him with, like, shock stuff or whatever, yeah, and he the goes down on his knees, authority. and he looks up, and there's a stained glass window, and it has, like, 
a red face with horns sitting on like a throne with like fire under it. Very Belasco looking almost. I can't figure out what the hell it is, but it means Surter? something. They wouldn't. No, definitely not Surter because he's wearing like a suit. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it's I have no idea what it is. Hmm. Uh, so uh, in one of these trailers, I, I can't remember exactly which one. I, it may have been Loki. Uh, in one of these trailers, I'm pretty sure it was Loki. Uh, there was a very quick, brief, like one frame shot of somebody that looked very much like Black Widow sitting in this like desolate alien landscape with her back to the camera. And now everyone is like, oh shit, this is how they're bringing Black Widow back into I mean, maybe, the current day. Maybe. I, I, I do like that they're going to play real fast and loose and sticking them in movie scenes and jumping around, you know, all like the different times that we've seen Loki in other films. It's going to be crazy because he's, he's definitely traveling time. It's absolutely going to have something to do with Doctor Strange. It's going to have something to do with Kang because there's time travel involved. So yeah, that's the really uh, well. Cool there's thing. a little bit about there's a little bit about that here later on. Um, some other things that were announced. Uh, oh, I think What If looks very exciting to me. I like. I know it's a cartoon, but like, like I'm heavy into that. Well, and what a great um, way to do it. What, do it cartoon. Yes, please. That's awesome. It's like it's it's stuff like what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum, or if T'Challa was abducted by Yondu instead of Peter Quill. Uh, that we've got four new Disney Plus shows coming. And a TV special. We've got Secret Invasion, which will uh, re-team Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Ben Mendelsohn as Nick Fury and Talos uh, from Captain Marvel. We've got Armor Wars with Don Cheadle as War Machine. And they're going to be retelling versions of the classic Marvel events of the same names. The Armor Wars We've got thing. Iron Heart. What's that? To the Armor Wars thing. Oh. Can't wait. I <laughs> love the Iron Man armor war so much. We've got an Iron Heart series following Riri Williams, uh, a young black teen who reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor and uses it to become her own local superhero. And I am Groot, which is a series of baby Groot shorts. I don't know, whatever. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, we've got James Gunn's The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, which will be filmed concurrently during the production of Guardians of the Galaxy. And you know 3. exactly what it's going to be. They are gonna, hyped for that. It's going to be so cheese. Gonna, I hope they load it with song. I hope it's totally bizarre. I hope Jefferson I Starship hope the ghost shows, of B. Arthur up. shows up. <laughs> yeah, like let's get into it. <laughs> uh, the biggest news maybe is that uh, the Fantastic Four are officially coming to the MCU, directed by Spider-Man: Homecoming's John Watts. Great choice. I love uh, it. That's all we know. Captain Marvel 2 was officially announced and will feature Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau, which we kind of suspected. Yep. Uh, they are recasting Cassie Lang. It'll be, it'll now be freaky and supernatural star Catherine Newton. Uh, and she will join the cast of the Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania, uh, where she, again, she'll play Scott Lang's daughter, Cassie. Again, all things point to young Avengers Lovecraft countries. Jonathan majors was confirmed to appear as King the conqueror. Christian Bale is going to play Gore the God Butcher in Thor Blood and Thunder. I can't wait. They better go full Voldemort. I want no nose. I want like. Oh, yeah. No. He <laughs> like, needs to be like. Yeah. yeah the, like all all black, the necro sword. But not as sexy as Voldemort. Voldemort was kind of. Oh, hell, <laughs> or a pervert. Yeah. He had long, pervy fingers. <laughs> 
Black Panther 2 is still in the works, but the studio says they have no plans to recast Chadwick Boseman, which is great. Uh, Ryan Coogler will return to direct, and it's going to explore Wakanda and the extended cast of characters from the first film. They're going to have to get real creative with it one way or another. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but they're going to have to get real creative with this. I mean, it will probably end with a new Black Panther, which makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Whether it's Shuri or somebody else, I don't know. It's Shuri. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, duh, no shit, was a finally officially confirmed as the star of She-Hulk. Now we can all Mark Ruffalo. We can all like rest assured that Tatiana Maslany, full on psychopath, because she can look right into the camera and be like, "No, no one's asked me to do that." She's an actor, it's Matt. That's her job. Her. Yeah, but actors can't even do that shit. She was dead face, dead pale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like an American psycho. <laughs> Uh, Mark Ruffalo is set to return as Bruce Banner, which I think was already kind of expected. I think we knew that. But Tim Roth, Tim Roth is coming back as the abomination. Now, I have no problem with Tim Roth. Tim Roth is an amazing actor. Tim Roth has been in like some of my favorite movies. Tim Roth is great. Tim Roth is the abomination was terrible. That movie is not good. That Hulk movie. I, w- I went back and watched it in our Marvel rewatch. It is sucks okay it's just bad not as bad as the ang lee one but bad for different reasons so i'm not saying i don't I want the, the abomination. i think the design was the worst part like if they like if they went like more closer to the comics where he's got like the fin head and the you know well but not just that just this tim roth like flipping into battle and like landing on the hulk's back and shooting him with an m16 like what are you an idiot you haven't seen any footage of this guy it's the fucking hulk dude <laughs> I mean, he thought he was some sort of hot shit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and I'm finally the Marvel's. I want the abomination. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, finally, Marvel did say that it is all connected. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will tie into WandaVision, which will tie into the next Spider-Man, which has actors from all three Spider-Man film franchises on board. And according to reports, Charlie Cox returning as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. So this furthers my conspiracy theory that it's all Spider-Man whipping around the multiverse, popping into different versions of the MCU, and he's going to bump into these three Spider-Men yeah, and then yeah, bump yeah, into yeah. Daredevil for a second. Be like, well, you know. Right. And uh, they also confirmed that the Doctor Strange sequel will welcome uh, Sochil Gomez as uh, America Chavez, who is another dimension hopping superhero from another dimension. Uh, this is like Marvel is just like they're going all in on this idea that like their canon is vast and it's not just tied to one earth and I also, everything counts I think, and everything is possible. I also think this is a shot across the bow for DC where they're just like, well, we have different DC universes. Like, yeah, so do we, but they all make sense. Mm. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> We'll talk. Uh, no, listen. <laughs> these do not. This does not make any more or less sense than DC's multiverse. Well, we'll no. see. We'll see. They're saying it's all connected, so we shall see. But we've talked about this long enough. We want to talk about this with you guys. All right. Let's set up the question of the week and let's get right into it. This is a massive amount of news, and we need to talk about what you're excited about, what you're not excited about, what you think is going to happen. Let's just, yeah. let's get into it. Let's go. This week's question was submitted by Trevor via the forums my rewatch of the mandalorian got me wondering if the jawas are on other planets how do they get their sand crawlers there do they have some kind of like giant sand crawler hauling starship what is it what is something that you're sure 
must exist in a fictional universe to explain something that seems obvious, but you just it, it just hasn't been shown. Sure. What is something that you that you know must exist, but you've never actually seen? Let's get right into it, Mister. Like, how does the thing take a dump? You know that sort of thing. I thought we decided he doesn't. That's the thing. Like it. Just oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it just all. Oh, he's like a very efficient engine. I am asking to unmute Mr. David Robbins. He was the first into our line on our Zoom. David, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Well, our heads are exploding Super with good. all the news we just had to discuss. Perhaps you would like... Well, yeah. Perhaps Warner like Brothers to- said, we're going to drop our entire film slate for 2021 on HBO Max. Disney said, hold our beer. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of it, a lot of it we already knew, um, but... Some of it, you know, was complete surprise, which is kind of awesome. Um, question of the week first, and then we'll roll quickly, and then we'll dump into the rest of that. Um, Star Wars universe commercial fueling stations for like the normal person that is just got a freighter that they're going from one place to the next. Yeah, that they're just a normal civilian business person that need or or traveler that's going from planet to planet. They have to fuel somewhere. Right. I'll take that a step further. What about smugglers, like black market yeah. fueling stations? Those have to be yeah. out there, too, because there's no way the Millennium Falcon can just pull in and be like, what are you guys hauling? Why does this thing weigh so much? Like, ah, don't worry about it. Just give us some gas <laughs> whatever. Like, I, I work in manufacturing. I've worked in 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 uh, warehousing. Like, truckers know how to get around things. Smugglers, I'm sure, will know how to get around things. Of course. But- where there are vehicles, there exist gas stations. That's brilliant. Period. Yeah. Has to be. <laughs> Even if it's just like, oh, we need more of those uh, radioactive crystalline things that power the ship or whatever. You got to get more. It's not. Well, just, yeah. Yeah. And Star Wars doesn't have replicators like Star Trek. So you need snacks if you're in, a, in the, the vehicle for. Absolutely. Like weeks at a time or, or days at a time going from one place to the next. Yeah. You got to get your like, space slim, Jim. Supplies need to happen. Your, and like your space funyuns and whatnot. I mean, you need. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. you know? Absolutely. Like these, like it's, I never really thought about this question, but just off the top of my head, space gas stations for fueling in Star Wars have to exist. Yeah. Not everything is going to be planet side. Absolutely. And I would argue in most of totally like makes sense. good space truck and sci-fi, you get a scene yeah. at the space truck stop, you know, and Star Wars doesn't have that. Nothing like that. We we even see it in space balls when exactly. Barf and, and, just, and yeah. just thinking about that. Bone Star go to the diner and we reenact alien. Yeah. So yeah. like check please. That stuff has to exist. So um on to the the all the Marvel news and everything, um, and Star Wars news. The, the question came up in my friend group is, is Star Wars going to be oversaturated? Um, because with all these different takes and what Marvel is doing is, is there each show is a different genre. Yeah. Daredevil was action. Punisher was just like revenge story. Luke Cage was like uh, drama. Uh, Jessica Jones was noir. Um, and it looks like they're going to continue doing that with Loki being a, another uh, crime thriller and, and, you know, down that line. Is there going to be too much Star Wars content? I think if they just, if they do it this way, it's fine. Um, Mandalorian is eight episodes a season. We go two weeks off, then we drop Kenobi for six six weeks. Yeah. Then we go two weeks off. Then we drop Rangers of the New Republic for eight weeks. Then we go two weeks off. Then we drop Ahsoka for eight weeks. Then we go two weeks off, and now it's time for the next season of Mandalorian. I totally agree. Where 
where not everything is overlapping where you're watching three or four shows at a time. But if every Friday I have to watch my new star Wars show and it doesn't matter what the star Wars show is, but it's different. And they always have that one thing going. Yeah. I don't think it's oversaturation because it's not everything at once. As long as it's something slightly different. Like you said, like the Mandalorian is very much a space Western. Great. So if you're going to do Ashoka, then I want like straight up like space martial arts action adventure, you know, and the, the, you know, Rangers one, give me like military story, you know, military regiment. This is what it's like to be in the military in space, you know, that kind of story, make them all slightly different. Give them all the different directors who can stay within the universe. Because just like Marvel, yeah. we need to remember that Star Wars is a universe as well. Just yep. as big. Lots of planets, lots of characters. Just Well, and I also think universe. that it, it helps that, it helps that uh, some of them, they're not all live action, you know, part of the ongoing Star Wars whatever. Some of them are, you know, animated shorts. Some of them are, are spinoffs of the Clone Wars. Some of them are like weird little anime, you know, uh, uh, like, um, star Wars legends type, right. Type stories. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're varied, but also like David uh, said, these are going to be very BBC sort of model where it's not like we signed on Hayden Christensen for 26 episodes of this in a season. No, they're going to be eight episodes, maybe 10 episodes. Yeah. And right. it makes sense. It tells a story. It doesn't, it's not too much. And as long as they're not overlapping. Yeah. I don't want to see like Friday night is must see Star Wars TV. Ashoka's up first, followed by the Mandalorian. And then check yeah. out, you know, like, no. Not interested <laughs> in that. That's too much. I, I think, I think what we're seeing, um, and we've been seeing it for a few years now, but even beyond Star, Star Wars um, and Disney Plus and all that, I think that, we're we're in the midst of the complete change of the television structure model to something very similar, like you were saying, to what the BBC does. I, I think we're we're coming onto the tail end of the twenty episode seasons, um, like just in general. Yeah. Um, even like sitcoms that are cheap to produce for the most part until year four when contract negotiations happen on a hit and the the salary skyrocket. Yeah. I, I think you're starting to see a lot less of that. Um, and I, I think part of it, uh, oddly enough, was what Charlie Sheen did when he made Anger Management. Um, he was really like that show. If you guys don't know this, when every, when he got fired from Two and a Half Men and, and all that stuff happened, he got his deal to make Anger Management. And he shot, I think, three seasons before a single thing aired. Jesus. Like that, that entire show got filmed at once and then it got parsed out week by week by week by week. It's a tiger blood. That's uh, what does it. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like half wizard. Something like that. But yeah. it's, I, I think it's not even like talking about him personally. I think it's just the, the structure of the way television is made. It's going to completely change. It's already changed. If you look at like, yeah. well, and cable, like cable shows have been doing this for years. Like Absolutely. FX, FX seasons are 13 episodes. Yeah. AMC, you know, and AM, they're winning, yeah, exactly. they're it's winning like, Emmys and they're winning awards and they're yeah. gaining viewers to streaming services and whatnot. So I think all the networks are on notice that like old school network TV is still expected to do a certain thing, but it's almost like its own class of TV now. 
where like yeah, yeah. this nurses show well, it, it, that's coming that they NBC can't stop like it'll make you cry and it'll make you horny and it's scary too like okay you're, you're, <laughs> you're always gonna have you're always gonna have the the Chicago style story the, e, right. the ER type story you're gonna have those kind of shows but you're gonna go to a lot more tighter narratives in a, in a, a time slot even on I think on main networks that allows for a rotating schedule yeah. where they don't have to have as much going on. Um, I, I've heard in the past the the TV rule of seven for the old school uh, production schedule. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, that is in every season of TV from the old 20, 22 episode schedule, you're going to have seven episodes that are great, seven episodes that are okay, and seven episodes that are dog shit because they needed to put something out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look back in every old series, it may, it absolutely is there. Sitcoms, dramas, everything. Oh, without There's a seven doubt. great, seven good, and seven terrible. We've been rewatching uh, The West Wing and just trying to get it finished before it leaves Netflix well, or whatever. That, and that's an anomaly. But it's it an anomaly, <laughs> but there are definitely, like, rewatching them, I would remember, like, okay, I do remember this episode, and this was part of a season that was got a little off track. Even the bad stuff is still pretty good, but it does apply. Yeah. There, are, there will be a stretch of episodes where, like, what are we fucking doing here? And then it gets back on track, and like, okay. <laughs> but are, are you are you looking at seasons one through four, or are you looking at five through seven? Oh, right now we're on season six, so, yeah. Well, that's why. Yeah. Sorkin left after four, yeah. and, like, one through four is a complete different story. Oh, totally. Um, that's yeah. That's that's like four seasons. Uh, like ninety percent of them are one hundred percent solid. Okay, real quick to um, the listener, I see you yeah. calling. So just hold on one second. We're done with David. We'll switch over the phones. Don't give up. Okay, keep trying. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Um, that's okay. And the la- the last thing I want to bring up is uh, Mighty Ducks reboot. Um, yeah. They're kind of oh, co- yeah. co- Mighty Ducks a little bit, where the ducks are the like the elite team that. Lauren Graham's uh, son gets cut from yeah, and she finds Gordon Bombay to help make a new team of underdogs to go against the docks. Yeah. I'm kind of in. <laughs> okay. So Wait, I was what? like, who gives a shit about this? And my wife turned and got real serious. And she goes, people care about mighty ducks. Oh, you're not <laughs> like, wrong. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> when, when I went to a con for uh, when daredevil was, was huge and they had like the entire cast there and Eldon Henson was there signing as foggy. Um, there were like hundreds of people chanting quack, quack, quack <laughs> in the crowd at the con just on the autograph floor because people love those movies. Yeah, man. You know, I, I get it. Uh, yeah. And and that's cool. Like, so like uh, Emilio Estevez. Yes, yeah. he's back as Gordon Bombay. Full on. This will like, be I, Emilio I Estevez's were, like, like first acting role in years. And this is what I didn't, I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the non Marvel or Star Wars trailers. So I yeah. saw that they were doing Mighty Ducks, but I didn't hear any. Like I didn't know anything about it. It's a yeah. thing. Um, it's it's kind of Cobra Kaiing Mighty Ducks a little bit, where the ducks are like the elite team, totally. and the, the underdogs are going against the ducks now. Which I'm it, like. I'm kind of okay with because it's not like they're asses. It's we've won 10, 10 championships in the last 20 years. We're the elite squad. Yeah, they did you the job. Can't hack it. You're cut. They did the job. They built a dynasty, yeah. you know, I mean, and now it's time to see like, well, is that what we want to do? Or are we here to teach kids how to love each other and play on a team? The, the value of teamwork. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll tell you the thing that I am, uh, the, the non-Marvel and DC thing that I am most excited about or Marvel and Star Wars thing is, a. Uh, Lightyear, which is a very meta. Yeah, it's it, it is the it is supposedly if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, this is the movie 
that inspired the toy line. Yes. That features the character that appears in Toy Story. That is correct. This is the story so of this the is actor the movie that played Buzz Lightyear in the like, movie uh, that inspired yes, the Buzz and Lightyear. The a- and the actor that plays Buzz Lightyear is Chris Evans. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't heard this. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, and I am so excited yeah, about it. Crazy meta. <laughs> David, uh, we're going to let you go. We've got some other people trying to get in here, but it's always good to talk to you, brother. Absolutely. You guys be well. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Have a good Christmas if I don't talk to you guys before then. And uh, take care. Be safe. All right, brother. Thank you, David. JD, I'm going to ask to unmute you, but if this other guy calls in, I I know you won't take it personally because we're buddies. We might put you on pause so we can take that call. But JD. And and frankly, the phone doesn't ring that often anymore. There it is. Sorry, JD. I can just talk to him with you. I suppose that's true. Yeah, let's figure it let's figure it out. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? By the way, you were on the line with JD got a catch as well. So if you called in to talk smack about him, know that he is right here. Okay. But he doesn't know who you uh, are or where James- you live, so it doesn't really matter. Hey. Uh this is James Kaplan. I did not call to talk smack about anybody. Okay. So. <laughs> James, you would never do that. You're too sweet. Yay. I blame your mother. She was too sweet to you as a child. <laughs> That may be it. That may be it. Um, no, I was calling on two things. Um, um, I know you guys were just talking about all the Disney stuff, and I wasn't going to go into that. I actually had sort of a – this is very on-brand for me. I had a very sort of abstract answer for the question of the week. Okay. Um, which, which, well, I was just – I've always thought to myself, why do people follow religions in a world where superheroes exist? Yes. It's like – I have oh, talked I about this story. on the show. You know, I have talked about this exact oh, thing. Uh, Right. Oh, I'm okay. That I missed that then. Right. Like I was like, cause I've always thought like, Ooh, you know, Jesus made a bunch of loaves of bread and like Doc Ock is like, who gives a shit? I just turned all of New York into spiders. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Or, yeah, yeah. or like, or the Norse gods were once mythology and now Thor is here and he knocked a building down, you know? <laughs> and, and I saw right. it. Oh, so <laughs> I just thought, like, maybe, maybe I misunderstood I, uh, what James was saying. Like I had the opposite thought is like how can you be an atheist in a universe where literal you know, angels show up to fight superman well, you i mean you could go one of several ways is what i've always thought it's like you could be like okay well you know maybe you know jesus was a mutant or you know you go that route or whatever you know and he had like you know molecule man powers or whatever um and, and, or you're just like, well, why am I going to read these fairy tales? Like, what's the point of reading these fairy tales when like, you know, what's so special about, you know, I mean, like, like, okay, you know, the Hanukkah story, like, I mean, I'm Jewish and I celebrate Hanukkah, but like, I'm like, okay, they kept the light going for eight days. And I'm like thinking in this universe, I'm like, well, who cares? That dude can light himself on, on fire whenever he yells flame on. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I could imagine it making people Cynical you think about you religion, think the human I, torch I, I don't can stay flamed on for eight days, James? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's a good question. When he fought the annihilation wave in that in like Fantastic Four five eighty seven, um, oh, that's you a know, good to, point, to, dude. You know, that was, you know, I mean, that like, if you want to make a holiday based on something, you know, definitely, I, I would make a holiday based on that 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 heroic fight. Definitely, so, yeah, killed himself. Uh, I mean, he's feeling much better these days, but yeah. died doing it. Or no, we found right. out. He, I think we found out he didn't die. We found out he got shunted into the negative zone. Or, yeah. right, or he died like over and over and over again. Yeah, I guess. they kept so, bringing him back with, anyway, with, with um, space bugs. Right. Yes, and it was disgusting, but it was in, so one of my favorite moments in any comic ever when he it was when awesome. he finally came back. 
and they saw you know they saw that big four in the sky. But um, yeah, oh god. That anyway, awesome. that was my sort of ab- that was my like abstract answer for the question of the week. The other thing I was just going to mention was um, it just came out. I just um, I was going to mention I just read the new uh, Junji Ito book um, called Ramina, and um, I don't know if you guys. I, I I had only actually read my first Ito book like a month ago. I read Uzumaki and like, oh my God, I finally understand what people were talking about. Like, like there's some stuff in there that like is, I cannot believe a human being came up with imagery that horrifying, yeah. <laughs> but it was so good. It was just like, I'm like, I'm never going to forget that. I love um, Junji one, Ito so much. It is deeply, yeah. deeply disturbing horror. Yeah, no, and and this one, I mean, and it's great, and I totally recommend it. It's a lot shorter than, like, Uzumaki, Um, and this one is different. It's a little bit less, or it's actually a lot less, like, body horror, which, frankly, is fine with me. Um, And it's, frankly, more just, like, existential, doomed, you know, we're all going to die and everyone's freaking out horror, which, frankly, makes it, like, the perfect book to end 2020 on. Um, So... Fair enough. Yeah, so I definitely recommend it, uh, picking it up when you have a chance. Definitely. Junji Itu. Not for everyone. Too scary for yeah, me, yeah. man. Oh, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, not Too for, scary for me, I man. Haven't, uh, so I won't, what's that? Sorry, Jeff? Too scary for me, man. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. I found, like, like, I don't like horror movies at all. Like, I find it much too freaky, but, like, Horror comics, I've actually found, like, oh, I actually love horror comics, because I'm like, well, really? you know, I can always turn the page, and I can, like, I, I feel like I have more control over the situation, I okay. guess, if All I'm right. reading a horror comic, as opposed to, like, actually watching a horrifying movie. Like, I don't think I could watch a uh, Uzumaki movie. Like, I think I'm just like, no, no, no way. Um, the comics, though, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, I guess I feel like I have more uh, control over the experience. Sure. Like you have so, more license. You can just be like, I'm yeah. not turning the page. You know, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about horror TV shows. You know, some of those get pretty grisly, like Hannibal, you know, supernatural has done some pretty intense stuff. I would argue. Neither and I, like, horror. I know that <laughs> I know that a cert, at a certain, you know, at a certain point, it's like, okay, it's the CW calm down. But, um, but there's also like, so many horror movies out there that are so much less scary than some of the things that some shows do on TV. Well, I mean, sure. But yeah. for some reason on TV, it doesn't bother me as much. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. As, as some movies do. I think that's bizarre. I don't know. I, I love horror. I love horror. I All things horror, like captive audience. Like we're going, there's nothing to watch in case he's asleep. I'm just like, okay terrible horror movie that went straight to direct a video that I've never heard of that just happens to be here like on my you know entertainment choice like wash over me <laughs> let's go <laughs> so, maybe well, it makes like, me less know, human we just I don't watched, know we just watched um, we just watched New Mutants which was not a horror movie a horror movie no <laughs> according to them no was that and it was, was like that as, it was, was like was that bad or was that not was as bad. bad as one might think it would be? It was not a, it was not the train wreck I was hoping it would be, but it was meh. It was bad. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was better than and- I was expecting, but still not great. Um, Got it. Got it. James, we are going to let you go so we can talk to yep. uh, our buddy JD, but it's always good to hear from you, man. Yes, you too. Good to talk to you. All right. Bye, Happy James. holidays, yeah, brother. Have a good we don't one. hear from you. So JD, I am uh, so Patrick- sorry. 
Go ahead. Patrick Cavanaugh on the chat said, just announced Disney Plus TV special, Human Torches, Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> on the subject of religion, um, Adam Wednesday was talking about in Earth X, where they had like the story of the Asgardian race. They were actually aliens, like shape changers. And when the Norse people came upon them, the Norse people thought they were gods, and the Asgardians were like, all right, that's what you expect us to look like. Boom, we're gods. And that was a very Kirby idea that I don't think was ever really played out. Yeah, but out. Kirby, like, Kirby, like, Asgard, Kirby's Asgard is pretty much played straight. It's just that, like, yeah. yes, they're aliens from a different dimension. They just happen to be worshipped by humans. Right, right. You know, so it's not like they assumed a form. It's or, like, no, this is Thor. Earth X Thor. took it a very different, well, not very yeah, different. Right. Earth X took it to a logical conclusion, I guess. I guess. Like, they became uh, this and then they went and they built Asgard. They're like, that's what they want us to do. <laughs> so. See, and I, I think that in these universes, uh, you know, it would, it should, it should be a whole lot more like the, um, the society of Marvel 2099, where it's like, yeah, about 80% of the people worship Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, right? yes, Thor, like, why wouldn't you? Well, that was ultimate Thor <laughs> yeah. as well. When they first introduced him, like, all these hippies were just like, all right, I'm joining that cult. Like, yeah, I want to sleep oh, with yeah, that dude. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I thought that was a that was one of my favorite things. I mean, this comes back to me being an ultimate topologist, but uh, I loved that take in the ultimates with Thor, which was, is he really a god or is he crazy? Yeah, or is and he just, you know what? They did not actually they did not actually pull the trigger on that until way far in. Yeah. He was just like yeah, a cult leader I, with I a weapon, like. as far as we knew, and maybe the hammer made him fly. And they even had those discussions. Like I remember Iron Man was like, We don't know. Maybe the hammer does everything. Have you tried picking it? Like, no, I can't pick it up. I don't know why. <laughs> like maybe that's But then part I of think the it's shit. like Ultimates too, right? Where like Loki shows up and Yeah. 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 You're right. Um yeah, like I, I did like that for the longest time. It's like Ultimate Thor is probably just crazy. He's just like a mm-hmm. hobo uh, uh, yeah. that happens to have a weapon of mass destruction. Well, he was a cult leader <laughs> is what they thought he was. He was just like any yeah. other, like the guy that was running the cult with all the women in cages and stuff. Like nobody knew why. That dude was nobody special. He's just some guy. He gave a few sp- talks and dudes were like yeah we should run the world and we should be in charge of everything and we should brand women's genitals so that everybody knows we own them you know like how does that happen (laughs) okay now imagine that guy is thor he would have a cult following so fast it would be like instant you just have people be like yeah yep i'm in (laughs) they're just on their they're on their compound in norway waiting for the rainbow bridge to whisk them away exactly yeah So I wanted to bring things a little bit more down to earth with the Disney news. Um, So I've kind of half heard you guys talking about it, but obviously, you know, the show that I'm super excited about is is Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I love the images of Haley Steinfeld in the full on Kate Bishop costume, the, the, the TV, the, the, the cinematic version of the, the Kate Bishop costume is, is perfect. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree. And it's absolutely yeah. building to Young Avengers. There's no question. Yep. We got Kate. Totally. We got Cassie. Uh, just a matter of time. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this whole thing. You know, like I've been rewatching Marvel movies just as like this <sighs> soothing balm <laughs> to, to <laughs> wash over everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so like I, I rewatched, um, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp and I, I rewatched uh, parts of Endgame and uh, things that came after. And, uh, 
it's like, okay, so they did a five-year jump. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Uh, Cassie Lang was 10. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they want me to believe that the Cassie Lang that shows up in Endgame is only 15. I don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. She I didn't buy that. Like a, she looks a little more freshman in college. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She looked like she was in her like late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got Cassie. We've got Kate. We've got Kamala. We've got Kang coming in. Yeah, we have Kang. So that'll uh, give us yeah, Kamala, America Iron Chavez. America yeah, Chavez. I, we're, we're definitely building um, towards a young Avengers. And, I, and, and Kate, Kate and uh, America are like, they are tight. They are besties. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Patriot. Ongoing. I want Patriot in there. Absolutely. I love that yes, character. Yes. And oh man, I, I want to see him so bad. And like Hulkling, I, I need that. If you're going to do it, let's do it. Let's lean into it. Like we're probably... <laughs> My guess is that we're probably not going to get, well, let me, we'll, let me dial that back. Dude, yeah. We do know that there's, WandaVision's got some imagery with like twin cribs. Yep. So, I mean, who in it. Uh, and you can't, we're not going to build to another Avengers movie with like just these new actors like Sam and the, you know, the Winter Soldier and Black Widow and well, stuff. Well, they certainly could because there are enough of them. We've you got Captain can, Marvel. We've got whoever the new Black Panther is going to be. We've already done it. I don't think that's the direction they go. I think the direction they go is a young Avengers thing so they can play on that and we yeah. can watch them grow for a few more years because these other guys, they're, you getting, know, they're getting old. Uh, and I'm wondering if we're not going to get something leading to Patriot out of uh, uh, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier, because we already have U.S. Agent, and the whole thing's going to be about recreating the the Super Soldier Serum, recreating that whole project. Yeah. So I wonder if there isn't going to be some sort of offshoot, or even get us back to uh, what's his name, the original Captain America, the. Isaiah Bradley. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Which you is know, a great way to introduce if, the idea of the Patriot character and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that you would know, be really cool. Totally. So it would not I, surprise I was not, me. I was noticing on the show, though, uh, on uh, uh, Hawkeye, you know, everyone keeps talking about they're doing the, the Aja fraction. And I was like, this Kate, Haley Steinfeld's Kate looks a little bit more Kelly Thompson to me than, yeah, than fraction. See, like, but the, I saw something that super impressed me is that there's a shot of um, Kate wearing yeah. like her long trench coat or whatever. And she's got a t-shirt on. Yes. And the t-shirt just has some, just, it's just plain black script, but it's like in Russian or something. Yeah. And that is like lifted 100% from David Aja's Hawkeye. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Like, like exactly. <laughs> that is cool. And it's like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Actually, I just want I just want my tracksuit Russian mafia, bro. I know, yeah. Track yeah. tracksuit mafia or the tracksuit Draculas. The tracksuit Draculas. Get them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I have a feeling bro, it's all gonna be bro, there. Bro. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, bro. It's too we've clever. Got pizza dog. You gotta get you gotta get the tracksuits. Yeah. Know? So I mean, I think we'll probably get a mix, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I like they're not gonna do the entire like Hawkeye, you know, trying to be the landlord of that building or whatever the hell. Right, was. right, right. But like, I think we're going to see, I know, because I mean, the other casting news from that show that was really exciting is we got Kate's mom. Who's oh, and Vera um, Farmiga. And we got Swordsman and we've got Madam Mask. Yeah. And we've got Florence Pugue. That's right. From Black as, Widow. Yeah. Coming back as uh, Yelena Belova. Oh, I didn't right. hear that. Swordsman, though. Yeah, that was. We're all in on Swordsman. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. 
Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they finally locked in the casting on uh, Moon Knight. It is going to be Oscar Isaac. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Which I mean, like, perfect. Fine damn. with it. Love it. <laughs> Love that choice. He because he can do yeah. like smiley Merc guy. He can do you no know, crazy side. He can do like. And I do mm. hope they lean into the Warren Ellis like three personality superhero detective. Yeah. You know, vigilante. Right, right, right. Know, I, like, I, I want to see that. I like, hope they suit. do the Bendis one, where one personality thinks he's Captain America, and one personality <laughs> thinks he's Wolverine, and one thinks he's Spider Man. That would be fun for an episode. I think they should do an episode like that. But I, and then I'm, everybody's everybody's going to be like, "Who is Wolverine?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm no Wolverine. <laughs> I, I I've said, uh, you know, I've said from the beginning that. Um, I think the Moon Knight series would be really cool if they did it in the style of, you mentioned it earlier in the show, Hannibal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, if you could get, you know, the, if you could get the, the, the crow gold conch you got in the same way we got the antler black headed guy. Oh, totally. Hell yeah. Well, and also shoot and it from completely be- different points of view. Where it's yeah. like, this is, you know, your superhero Moon Knight, and it's shot, and it's bright, and it's action-packed, and then the next episode, right. we are in Vigilante Moon Knight, and maybe it's black and white, yeah. and maybe there's blood everywhere, and maybe it's hard <laughs> yeah. to watch, you know, and then yeah. the next one is the, the Detective Moon Knight, and it's a little it's right. a little more street level and noir, you know, like, mix it up and get weird with it, and don't oh, even yeah. reveal, because a lot of people... Look, Moon Knight is not a huge name. You got to be a comic no. nerd to know who the Moon Knight is. So a lot right. of people aren't going to know who this character is. So if you build on it that maybe this is three different characters and the reveal that is, is that it's like, nope, it's all the same guy. Like, that that's cool. That is very or the other cool. Thing you, or the other thing you could do is just play the same episode three different times in that different yeah, style. Totally. Uh, David, same story. Yeah. (laughs) David Baskin in the zoom chat said that Kevin Feige specifically did mention disassociative identity disorder. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. So you've got to lean into that. Otherwise you're just ripping off Batman. I mean, that's right. Don't get me wrong. I love Moon Knight, but he's my favorite ripoff Batman. (laughs) And there's plenty of ripoffs. As we are, as we will talk about on the drunk show later today, Marvel already has a perfectly good ripoff Batman. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You'll just Who's have that? to stay tuned to find okay. out. Yep, yep. We're Spoilers, not giving it, we're not giving it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did hear that uh, some, I can't remember what, some article I was, it was came up in my Google feed, but I saw a headline that actually said that Hawkeye is going to be our next Daredevil as far as the TV show. Hmm. I'm fine with that. And I, and I don't know if that's just in tone or that it's a, that I don't it takes think it'll be the same in, tone. Well, I think no way. in the sense that it's I think it's more be, the fact that it's a street level takes yes. place in New York. I think it's going to be more sure, street yeah. level I mean, because yeah. it's time to get away from. And one of the things that like I always lean to Casey as someone who is comic book adjacent and doesn't really know these characters. She hated Hawkeye in the movies, hated him. Because she was just like, he's stupid. He has no point. There. Well, Jeremy Renner's kind of a scumbag. He has no place yeah, yeah. being there. Not Jeremy Renner aside, the character. She's like, he has no right. place being there with these super people. He just shoots arrows and, you know, does a flip every once in a while. And, mm-hmm. like, has a family, which is completely irresponsible. And, you know, okay, like, now, why is he even there? That. I hate that. I am here in my, listen, Ultimates Apologist. This is me standing in, uh, in, Support of Hawkeye as the family man. I hate it. Ultimate mm-hmm. Hawkeye had a family. Ultimate Hawkeye was also Bullseye. Uh, well, but <laughs> Hawkeye Hawkeye is also Bullseye. <laughs> like they mention it, they they mention it in um 
civil war where it's like, I thought you retired and oh, shouldn't you be on a golf course somewhere? And Hawkeye was like, well, I played 18. I shot 18. It didn't seem much fun after that. No, like but, oh, like oh. Hawkeye movie. Hawkeye is bullseye as well. Well, as when you say is bullseye has the same amount of talent as bullseye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, no, he, no, I'm saying misses. ultimate Hawkeye was bullseye. Yeah. Ultimate I mean, Hawkeye was also batshit was crazy and, a, actually and, a, and a sociopath too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just to real quick touch back on the, uh, yeah, Adam Wednesday says keyword had, yes. Ultimate <laughs> Hawkeye's family was horrifically murdered. Um, <laughs> they all came back. Harvey though. Locust points they, out. They got reblipped. No, 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 no. Ultimate oh, Hawkeye. Ultimate, ultimate, ultimate Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Sorry. And the His family was horrifically yes. murdered. Um, My Captain America. Spoilers. Oh God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, that, Harvey that Locust Jeez. points out that the cat, the actress that played Cassie in Endgame was 19. Oh, okay. uh, the new actress is 23. Oh, Not Jesus. that, you know, yeah. actors play younger than yeah. they are, but yeah, whatever. You know, it, um, but that's, you know, helpful information. Thank you, Harvey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I do think Hawkeye should be more street level. They need to dial it back and yeah. like, let's learn about this well, character. Yes. And so Why we're going to have, like, we've yeah. got, so the, the, the next thing, uh, we're, we're, uh, about a month away. We're a month and change away from WandaVision. Yeah. January 15th, I believe. Yep. Uh, and that's our going to be our weird psychological, like cosmic what's happening. Like, mm -hmm. uh, um, a psychological thriller almost it seems yeah uh and then coming in march thank god not august like they like was rumored mm -hmm. uh falcon and winter soldier which is your globe trotting you know yep. that's march 19th. Uh, super spy type stuff she hulk is a comedy i think they confirmed pretty much that it's going to be a comedy yeah or, mm -hmm. or, or or like humorous do we have a date on she hulk no, I don't think no. we have dates on anything beyond. But I think Robbins uh, was right in what he's saying, like where we're going to be like, here's eight episodes of this, two weeks off. Yeah. Here's eight episodes of this. And the idea being like, if you're going to subscribe to Disney Plus, you're not just going to subscribe to watch Mandalorian and then cancel. And then when Mandalorian comes right. back, resubscribe. Yeah. We're going to keep you here all year, whether you're here for Star oh, Wars yeah, they definitely, or Marvel. That, that's, like, that's definitely going to be their goal. They're yeah. not going to yeah. flood no flood their own market. Uh, yeah. And I do like the idea that they're going to have this protracted release of original material so I can stop binge watching Car SOS. Yeah. Just to justify my my Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> also, uh, was it's, it, it's a was better it, uh, way to build a whole new like story for the movies where we don't have 10. Yeah. You've just blown, you know, your 10-year celebration and had your big finale. This is a great way to speed things along to another big finale by doing it on mm -hmm. TV. So, I'm completely in either way. And you know, uh uh Disney Plus, when it launched, even though it was still a huge success, they were kind of criticized at first for only having a little bit of original content like The Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. And now this is Disney saying, well, hold on to your butts. This also yeah, has Netflix looking into buying a studio. Yeah. I thought they already had one. Don't they make their own movies? They No, they license people nope. to make movies for them. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. They buy a studio, man. That could be... You know, because they've already produced I, some Oscar winners. I think Netflix, yeah. I think net, like Netflix also just raised their prices. You know, yeah. Disney Plus is do, it's doing a, a price hike as well, but it's pretty yeah. slight. Um, Netflix's price hike is higher unless you're like me and you pay for a higher tier so that you can watch it on multiple devices. Netflix also has mm -hmm. a lot more content, though. A lot more content. Yes, but yeah. they like... 
their their signal to noise ratio is so bad. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's yeah, quality. Exactly. Like how much how much of Netflix's original content is like must watch? But I'm not even know? talking about like, how much, original. How much content. of Netflix's original content is American? The Netflix model uh, is content is king. Get everything. Sure. Yeah. You like know. I. Like, there's no reason that the Netflix algorithm should do this for me, but I was just scrolling through looking for something, anything new to watch on Netflix, and all of a sudden, not doing any specific searches, just like scrolling through the categories, mm-hmm. it suddenly became nothing but weird Bollywood movies. Do you know oh, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. I can tell you exactly why. Because people are watching them. Americans are watching them now. <laughs> I guess. It's, it's I, become I, a thing. I will say. Because people get burnt out. Say, and they're like, I just want to see something totally new. Yeah. What is all this weird Indian stuff? And they start watching it and they're like, I love this. These musicals are insane. <laughs> like, it's just like what, K-pop. What, Nobody paid attention to K-pop what, yeah. for the longest time. And then a few things invaded. And now everyone's like, I only listen to K-pop, baby. That's <laughs> like, it's not just music. It's my religion. You know, it's the same <laughs> damn thing. They know what they're doing. One thing they've added to Netflix that I really want them to add to Disney Plus is the new watch something button. Yeah, where you can just be like, give me something random. Let's go. Oh, like I I feel lucky on Google. Yeah, Yeah, take take me away. I I love that button on on Netflix. It's great, except for it keeps wanting me to start series, which, you know, the the watch something button has become my digital Oh, that's something I, that's something I wanted to touch on with David Robbins uh, when he was on when we were talking about uh, the changing model of television. So many people now watch television via streaming and not via network. Mm-hmm. Oh, vastly. And more. so the and so the idea of like having to get into it's one thing if you're like, I want to rewatch a show that's older, like Lucifer, that's yeah. that's had some network seasons. Sure. You know. Or supernatural. I'm going to go watch the Twilight Zone or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's another thing to be like, I want to get into a new series. Let's see. uh, Schitt's Creek Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And it's like 26 episodes per season. And there are seven seasons. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I ain't got time for that. It's Uh just a different way to do it. That's all. And it's a way that will, we're going to look at and be like, remember when they used to do that? That's, I love that. I miss that so much. And people will always do it. People will still dig in and watch those because it's just, yeah, look, and I know, like, like, I like, net- <laughs> I like network TV. Like there are network shows that I love and I still watch them, even though that's the rule of sevens or whatever, or it's like seven good, seven mediocre, seven terrible. Uh, and, like, and, and, and it's fine. it's like, okay, yep. I guess we're taking three months off for no reason in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, it's like I, I, you know, I, I get it, and I'm fine with it. Just bring it back, and I'll, I'll be here. Like the Flash, I'll be here when you're back. Flash, come on back. Uh, but like when I'm watching stuff on streaming, you know, I want to enjoy it at my own pace, and I don't want to feel like it is a burden. Yeah, I don't want to feel overwhelmed by it. No, definitely, and and I think like Peacock is a good example of a streaming service where just about everything they have is like here's 15 seasons of Saint Elsewhere. Here's 12 seasons of, you know, the Ellen DeGeneres comedy show or whatever it was called, you know, or Carolyn in the city. If you want to watch all those, like they're in trouble. They're not getting people signing on. And I think it's because for very similar reasons, the model has changed, but you know, but they're like, they're also, but Peacock to like, to their credit, they're also like, well, here's the new saved by the bell. It's nine episodes. Here's exactly. AP bio season three. They are also episodes. trying to change that model, but all the other yeah. content they have, have on there is their old stuff. That we like, used to but do. I like, I want to be clear. Fun. Like I still want to, I, I still want to have access to the old content 
for when I'm feeling that sort of way. Sure. I just wish you know it was all mean? in one place. I might, I might get a bug in my bonnet to watch St. Elsewhere. I don't know. <laughs> but Oh, I'm going to start um, ER again. I can't wait. <laughs> I love ER back <laughs> in the day. JD, anything else you want to wrap this about? Otherwise, I got to get to Brian Domingos here. No, no. Bring Dingo on and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, my all right, man. Buddy. Good to Have talk good to one. you. Brian Domingos, you're unmuted, sir. How are we today? Brian Domingos, you are unmuted, sir. How are we today? <laughs> I'm asking to unmute him. Let's see. He is not. There he is. He may. Hello. There he is. Hello. How are we, sir? There we are. Oh, great. How are you guys? Good. Let's wrap. Let's talk Doing comics. Real. Doing we, real well. we can always count on you to come in Good. and talk comics. Let's do it. Yes. So, and this is, um, this is comics from, I don't know, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, Cause I was just listening to your, um, episode 600 um extravaganza and um you were talking about the the dc event question of the um the winter what do they call it winter's end endless, oh, winter. endless, endless winter. winter yeah um verse you know metal hazy verse, shade of winter <laughs> hazy shit yes there's there's snow in my eyes whatever they call it yeah. um that and um you know, metal and future state and all that stuff. And like where everything ends and everything lines up. And, um, I like the, I find the, the winter's end thing to be appealing because it is one month and it's like seven parts. Yeah. And it is all, it's just condensed and it is a, co- it, it's a coherent story so far. And I, I find metal, even though metal is like the big drive from DC I find it pretty incoherent and kind of, I find it more inconsequential. And at the end, they can tell me why it was important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. At the end, if there's a thing when it all ties up and we go, okay, I see where they were leading to. I find it very hard to believe that's where you're going though, because there is no logical like story thread um, that is pointing towards anything like, Oh shit, they're going to fix this or they're going to kill that. Here's the thing about metal. Uh, The tie-ins are doing the heavy lifting in terms of like, explaining how the earth immediately got to be this way yeah yeah <laughs> and it, like if you're not reading the tie-ins you're gonna miss out uh and most of the tie-ins are bad i will say this though uh, i'm not gonna review it on the show uh but in in defense of the most recent metal tie-in which was um last stories of the multiverse oh yeah it was all it was all about all of the titans from all of the various incarnations getting together for like one last hurrah before the end of the world and like it was legit moving <laughs> it was really good oh uh and was, like i'm going to give some pretty heavy spoilers here unless you don't want me to brian no no i, I read it i thought it was okay. i thought it was uh, very good uh like it it ends with like even if it's not permanent even if it's, you know, a flash in the pan because the world ends in 24 hours, uh, Dick and Babs professed their undying love to each other and got married. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, sort of <laughs> like, like they're standing around with the Bat family and Batman's like, okay, uh, like, is this what you guys want? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, he waves his hand around and goes, bingo, you're married. <laughs> 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 like he's ordained by the church of the flying spaghetti monster. That's so sweet. Yeah, at, the, at the end, at the end of the world, nothing matters. So yeah, exactly. Matters, so, and so um, like, I, like, I have I no, love, com- oh, sorry. I, I like, I, I go, love ahead, that, go ahead, go ahead. That, I'm sorry that, that I think it's a two page spread of all of the different Titan groups. Yeah. And it's like, and they're all kind of grouped together and they even have like the Dan Jurgens like 
one from like the late nineties. Oh, yeah, which, the ones that got ripped in half by Superboy Prime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, like, the logical conclusion of death metal is that death metal is going to end, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. I think that's where we're going. Well, <laughs> Basically, that, like, we're that's, done. That, that's kind of what. That's kind of where I'm at. Where like you know, and, and Matt, I know you like to know like everything has to fit in line, and for those things, it's like, like it's it's weird because it is the big push it's the the year push for dc like their big event here's all the tie-ins all the different things it's so consequential but like from the drop like superman wasn't did not look like superman batman did not look like batman like wonder woman like it was clearly different and so where it fits i don't know because we found out at the end of um scott snyder's justice league that Oh, all that stuff like that. I, I don't even remember what it is. Did it not happen yet? Or it just happened? The Pandora or, like, crap? It did not like, fit in time. They, they did something where it was like, oh, this all takes place prior to something from like two years ago. Or yeah. After, yeah so, like, it, was, it was basically like everything you've been reading about in the main DC books happened before Scott Snyder's Justice League. Right. Yeah. So in that case, it's like, who even, who knows what's going Like, we yeah. find that out after like, it, it's like, read, read them as they are and everything's going to, it's like it's I can't believe it's been 10 years since Flashpoint, you know, like that. No we're, shit. We're at 10 years since that. Think about that and for a minute. <laughs> like, it's, I don't it's, want it. it's kind of nauseating, but it's like but since then, it's like it doesn't it's not that it doesn't matter, but it's like just squint like everything is where you everything is where it is. It yeah, just is what I, it is. I it's, agree. I think that's the DC editorial right now is like, look, they don't care. They, the kids don't care anymore. Just we'll tell them, ah, you know what happened uh, before the Scott Snyder run. There you go. Have fun, kids. You know, no, like, it's not wait, even that. It's what? not even that. <laughs> DC, is, D, DC has already basically come out and said, look, the end result of death metal is that everything that you've ever read and loved matters. It happened. It counts. Which is essentially what 5G was going to be. But why tell yeah. it right? in this burrito? It was going to you be know, like, like we're, we're massaging this into a cohesive timeline and we'll explain it as we go. And now they're just saying like it's essentially hyper time without saying hyper time. Yeah, it's hyper time. Yeah. Which got And they're just they're saying yeah, like look, you remember that story where um uh 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 Mr. Miracle uh signs up to be a traveling uh soap salesman for the <laughs> space uh for the space tycoon manga con. And he has to go around space doing these dumb shows selling soap suds. Like, yeah, it happened. Counts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it's hard. You know, it's it's like, I mean, I, I like, I can't watch anything out of order. Like if it's a new series, like when they're like, oh, pick up with season five. I'm like, nope. I'm the same way. I, I can't do it. And it's, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been trained since a little kid to like, I need to know what the beginning. Same I mean, here. It's, like you, I, the story should go in I, order. And if it doesn't, why are we reading but, it? And, and, and like, and, but there, I mean, it is like 80 years of history and continuity and like they have hit the reset button so many times. So it's like, you know, it's like it's 1992 and it's five years post crisis and you're reading some Batman book and you're like, well, you know, it's new. Like it's, it's, it's but you still remember in 1977, that Batman story you liked. And it's like, yeah. And for continuity, they were like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. And now it's like, you all, you rem- like, why are we pretending you don't remember it? Right. Like, like they're, the, they're going to, so, they're like, never, they're never not going to mention the laughing fish. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're always going to, they're always going to someday make a reference to the, the, the laughing fish story, even if it didn't take place exactly in the same way as, as we read it. 
You know, it's right. just it's just a way of saying like, look, yeah. It, it's like um um this week on the drunk show, uh I'm going to review spoilers, uh Superman number 8, which is the post-crisis Superman's first meeting with the Legion of Superheroes. And the Legion of Superheroes is very confused about why Superman has no idea who they are because as far as they are concerned, his teenage self was one of their almost founding members. Yeah, he's the reason he, right. they grew up with them too. Yeah. yeah. And and Superman is like, "What's a Superboy? I've never been Superboy. Who the fuck are you people?" And it's like and that was DC like so trying so desperately to keep one thing while totally changing the other. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, look, man, don't sweat it. Jeff Johns brought back the original Legion and like nobody batted an eye. Like no. nobody was like, well, how does, how do we explain this? But nobody that's also, gives a shit. That's also a slippery slope that gets us to where we are in death metal now, which is just like, eh, don't sweat it. Nobody cares. Like, but I do care. This sucks. I don't like this. It's not it, fun. Well, I, I, I mean, and I mean, it's I not agree, a good way I, to massage I, this stuff in either. It's not. It's I, like you made a I delicious it, burrito for me, but in the middle, there's tin foil. Why? Because it'll bother you, bro. Like fuck off. Well, I mean, I think I think part of it is that like the the death metal thing is so it's lame. Like yeah. the, the like the, the the concept of like you know Greg Capullo's got an awful goatee and he loves like ugly pointy guitars. Like he loves like yeah. it's awful. It's, it's so like, stupid. Like man, you're like they, six like years old. It's like, like Scott it. Snyder. Scott Snyder read Final Crisis, and he's like, ooh. At the end of Final Crisis, Superman whistles the song that brings the multiverse back to life or whatever the hell happens. <laughs> right. And so in the original metal, they're like, yeah. And then they play the 1966 Batman theme song on a bass guitar. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it, give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah or yeah, actually like, like it, on an Ibanez with a big muff fuzz pedal, you know? Like, like, yeah, it, yeah, it's like, it's not like... Fuck off. It's one of those things like it's Greg Capullo has been around, you know, he's a, he's a name guy. He's been around for decades and like, he's a good artist. And he's like, super talented. Yeah, artist. I'm taking nothing away from his art. Very talented. <laughs> they, they like, they like bad, like hair metal music. I totally sure. get that. And you know I what? Hey, I'm right there with him. Like I could um, listen to Europe and, and Motley Crue and all that shit all day long. I, I am like, I am barely tolerating it in my DC comics. I'm just like, okay, guys, just <laughs> uh, do it. And, well, it's just like, lazy. I'm gonna close it's my lazy. Get it over. Is with. what it is. Like, this is. There's nothing creative about being like. Well, what about a dark version of the character that's evil? Well, guess what? Star Trek did that in the Mirror Universe, told a good story, and then it went away because that was just a story. And now you're just like, oh, but wait. There's an even more evil version. Oh, but wait, this version's yeah, more evil than that. Like, I get it. The glass what if, that's what taped if the, to them. What if the goateed Spock became a god? Right. You know, or like, it's, it's, or yeah. every time goateed Spock showed up, you could tell he was more evil because the spikes in his shoulder pads got bigger. You know, like, right, right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> not, so I like just to like, I want to say like, not, not in defense of the, the actual mechanics of the story of death metal, which are, I agree, 100% ridiculous. Like, you've reshaped the continents on the earth to kind of look like a bat, but not really. That's yeah, dumb. Uh, yeah. Why, why would you bother? Um, but DC's end game with all this is not to say that continuity doesn't matter or that what you read doesn't matter or that it doesn't fit. It's that 
it fits if you want it to fit, but we're not going to be slaves to it. Right. And I know that that might, be, that might be hard for old fans like you and me. It just feels lazy. But I get it. It just feels lazy. Because it's like it's like it's it's one of the things that the post crisis for all it brought to the DC universe. After a while, a lot of writers were kind of struggling with the idea. It's like, wait, now Superman's married and I got to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, there's only one of him. Like, I can't write about Supergirl. I can't write about General Zot. Like, like it was limiting in the same way that it was freeing. Yeah. And that's why, like, they, they went back. You know, they're like, yeah, Infinite Crisis, the multiverse is back. And, and I think that was limiting in its own way because they were like, ha ha ha, 52. That's our new thing. There are only 52 worlds. And then they're like, okay, well, half of them are stupid else worlds. Yeah. Why is there, why did you devote one of the only 52 universes to justice writers? <laughs> uh, you know, which is a fine story, but no. Right. It's, uh, a whole, it's, it's a whole planet with six characters on it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, and there was like a a red sun Superman planet too, where it's like, oh, the only thing that's different is like Superman's a Soviet. Okay. Like. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, and and so it's like, I, like I I kind of appreciate as as somebody who's gone through all of these continuity shifts, uh, I kind of appreciate DC saying, look, man, yeah, that thing you loved is still around. It's still around, and the fact that you remembers it that you remember it has value. Fair enough. But like, don't be mad if I, if this story that we're telling about, uh, let's say, uh, Magpie, the obscure villain Magpie. Let's just like, don't be worried if we don't talk about that one random issue of Batman mm-hmm. from uh, during the Legends crossover where Super or Batman fights Magpie. Like, we're not we're gonna worry about that so much. Fair enough. I just think that I wish this wasn't the story to introduce that idea. And you know what? Well, yeah, yeah, we're metal, wrong. I mean, let's, it's, let's it's be done. honest. We are wrong because the sales for metal are great. They're really good. So people are buying it. I think we're just too old. Yeah. I, we need to get out of the way. And well, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know that the people buying it are much younger than us. I don't think this, <laughs> like the, idea, the idea that there's like this wave of 25 year olds, like I need well, to sure, metal. Fair like, enough. That's fair. You know, you know what I mean? There, yeah. There's not like, yeah. But I, and, and I, I agree. Like, I, I don't care for it. It's fine. I'm just like, I want what's next. I want, yeah. I want to see like, cause, and I was expecting the March solicitations to be out on Friday yesterday, but they weren't. So I don't, you know, they'll be out this week. Well, um, I think they spoiled the Batman reveal so badly that they were like, we need to do this different. We can't just dump this shit out. Is there anything well, on the cover know. that's going to spoil? I, I, I mean, it's, a, it's, is it a spoiler when everyone knows? Like, no, like oh, yeah, we, yeah. we knew that. Like, it's, and, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that makes a difference. I think when it's a last page re- reveal of, of like your, when they spoil it in the New York times, like, Tuesday morning. I right. think that's bullshit. Yeah. Fair. I yes, think trying right. to sell a little more of this book that, you know, they're coming out. It's two issues or what is four issues over two months. Like whatever, just it, I don't know. It, it's, it's sort of like that. It's an imaginary story until people love it. And it, until now it's not right. Yeah. Until they have a, a, you know, a new CW show about the South American wonder woman. Brian, like, everything, like, uh, killing joke, on the table. Right? Let me ask you, yeah. Brian, are like, you killing excited? Joke was never killing joke was never meant to be in continuity it is now, or maybe it's not right. Or maybe it's only in the three jokers story. We don't really know. <laughs> no, it is. 
no, I mean, I just everybody pause since... to appreciate this Penny Patrick appearance live sweet. on camera. Brian, let me Penny ask you: Patrick, Are hello? you excited for future state? Okay, goodbye. Um, I, I mean, we're getting to. As excited I, as I get for things, I'm yeah. with you. That's where know. I'm I, at. Like I'm excited because I, I, it will be different, and, and if it I, washes this away and we're doing something different, great. Because I just I'm ready for something different at DC. And this I looked at. There's there's how many books? Like too many. I don't know. Fifty books, like twenty five of them, right? Yeah. Like there's too many. You know, and there. But and so I looked at like what are these new things? So I looked at who's the writer, um, and what's the concept, and so like. I was going to get the next Batman, but then the dark detective one that had like the grifters thing in it. So obviously that was an auto pre-order for me, but, um, you know, it's like, they kind of went through and I was like, justice league looks okay. Um, you know, justice league dark. I read that anyways, like that. I, I didn't go out on a limb on anything, but they're really not that out on a limb. Like they're pretty much like, you know, it was things that I thought, is this something I'm going to enjoy? Also, is this something that I think needs some support? Like, I think there's two Wonder Woman books. And so I, I pre-ordered both of those because, you know, it's, there's like a diverse Wonder Woman and yeah, like, let's show some support. Let's show them that. And now they're doing a TV show. Like they knew that Yeah, mostly because I pre-ordered, but you know, I think that was it. I think it was your two pre-orders. They're like, there it is. Green like the damn like, show. We, <laughs> we got five, we got $5 coming in from this guy, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, and I, I love that they are. They're going all in. The books are 100% re- returnable. Yeah. So, you know, retailers should buy as many as they think they can shove in people's hands. Yeah, and they're if doing they have it, a bunch left. They they're can doing it back. right. And I like that. And it, it's just, it's going to be a, a nice change from death metal. I think it feels very superhero y. Jumps to the future are nothing new, but shaking things up a little bit. And then we can return to some semblance of normal. I don't know, but I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, so like speaking of DC's uh, post future state solicits, they have revealed a handful of books, and pretty much across the board, it's like, yep, the character, the creators that were working on these characters during future state are taking over the relaunched versions of these books. Right. Swamp Thing's getting a new book by Ram V and Mike Perkins. Justice League Dark's coming back, also by Ram V. Wonder Woman's being taken over by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. That's cool. Uh, they're launching something called Teen Titans Academy uh, by the same people that are working on the Teen Titans story. Um, there's going to be a new Green Lantern book by Jeffrey Thorne and Tom Rainey, which is going to star uh, John Stewart. The Suicide Squad with Peacemaker as the lead uh, by Robbie Thompson and Eduardo Penisca or Pansica. Panacea. Yeah, uh, they're the they're the Teen Titans group right now. Yeah, they've been um, doing that for about a year. Oh, something that I thought was very exciting is that Detective Comics is being taken over by Mariko Tamaki and Dan Mora. I've oh. been begging, I've been begging for Dan Mora to get like a big name superhero book. Yeah, that dude's yeah, that, stupid talented. They did that uh, Detective, um, what one thousand twenty seven, and they had the last story in there, and I was mm-hmm. like, this seems significant because right. yeah. why? Why else are they there? And then when they were doing, they're doing Dark Detective, first female yeah, writer so of Detective Comics, too, right? Um, one of the only females to ever write Batman. Got to be the first female oh, writer. In an ongoing. Yeah, got to be. Uh, no, it's the, the second woman to ever write a core monthly Batman comic after Devin Grayson wrote Batman Gotham Knights in yeah. the uh, early 2000s. 
Uh, Gene Wen Yang and Ivan Rice are sticking around on Batman Superman. Riley Rossmo's taking over the art on Harley Quinn, which might get me to read it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and, I'll look at uh, it anyway. Like the, <laughs> the only the only thing that uh, is sticking the same, other than you know, other than the Future State um, care, uh, creators, is that James Tinian and Jorge Jimenez are going to continue on as the main creative team of Batman. Fair enough. Um, but like you, you would think that very soon we should have a full list of everything coming after. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. R- real quick here, Brian. Always good to talk to you, man. Uh, we we're running a little long here, so I'm going to cut you off so we can get to our answers and whatnot. But, uh, thank you for checking. Yeah. In. Um, uh, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited about the, uh, the Hanukkah drunk show. Happy Hanukkah to you guys. It's going to be uh, something. Sir. I'll say that. It's one, one of my favorite episodes of the year. Awesome. Um, we're going to get drunk and to talk about point. kids. So <laughs> I, I, I always, I always love how drunk does Joe get? That's my favorite thing. So, um, looking for, no, you know, whatever it is. No, you know, no pressure. I'm not saying, you know, anyone hurt themselves, but, uh, <laughs> you know, know one, I, one I, year, one year, Joe got a little too drunk and we had to re-record the whole show. So, yep. <laughs> I had to just like stop and be like, okay, here's the deal. I'm wasted. And I can tell that this is completely off the rails. Unless uh, I, I wrecked Matt, I wrecked Matt and Casey's bathroom, you know, shit, I, I, uh, shit everywhere. You guys, it was so listen, gross. The, <laughs> the, the unedited, that, I mean, that's a Patreon exclusive. So yeah. I look forward. Oh, to I that. wish we still had that, vi- that recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this year we're doing it virtual. I'll probably be a little bit more restrained, but I'll still try to put on a good showing. It'll be you. Randy. Don't worry. We'll get Randy. Don't worry. Brian, it's good fun. to talk to you, I man. I love it. Good to talk to you guys. Bye. Bye, buddy. Have a good one. All right. No voicemails this week. So let's just get into our answers. Joe Patrick, I'm gonna let you go first because mine's dumb. Mine is dumb. And <laughs> like, all I could do is come up with something really stupid that I thought was funny. So. I mean, mine's kind of dumb too, but it's, it's mainly like superhero outsourcing like these guys show up in high tech suits in like uh costumes that can't be burned they get these elaborate secret headquarters we don't see how they're built where does all this stuff come from who pays for it right who does the construction on it superman might be super speedy he probably doesn't know how to install a toilet main Ah, but you know he, does. What I mean? he built it's the like, fortress of solitude. He can <laughs> no, the fortress of solitude built itself with Kryptonian super technology. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's the, like so. It's like you know, like and we do see it sometimes. Like uh, we see like young Peter Parker sewing his own costume. No, that is the like that is the most professionally tailored outfit i've ever seen don't tell me a 15 year old kid made that outfit but we've also attic. we've also met the guy that makes her costumes we like marvel's introduced that idea plenty of times now i do uh, think well that's why i love uh dc has a character named gamby uh who uh designs costumes for supervillains. yeah we even met the some uh, like se- the secret war we met the guys that like make the stuff for dr doom or like built electros you know shocker or not electro pardon me the shockers sure. yeah, yeah. vibro gloves Gauntlets, and stuff right? yeah no but i think i mean it- construction companies the different story when it comes down to like okay i have a super you know i have a cave the fucking bat cave for example do you want me to believe that batman built all those platforms and like installed the tvs and computers and shit how did you he know? get the computers down there right, right. yeah exactly you know exactly. like do you have like a super 
completely discreet, you know, group of architects, construction workers. You know, is yeah. there like an OSHA that comes out and be like, nah, I don't know, Batman, that platform's not This real. isn't up the code. <laughs> yeah. This isn't up the code. <laughs> like, let me get this you, straight. It's a 500 you, foot fall and there's no railing. Yeah. yeah. You've got all these platforms <laughs> with no guardrails. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, uh, 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 what's his name? Jesus. It's like Eric Bana's, uh, Romulan mining ship in JJ Abrams, Star Trek. It's like, yeah. Who builds a ship that who builds a ship where you could just like free fall three decks? Well, you know who does that? I mean, the Romulans, they're assholes. So, yeah, they're like, if, yeah, if you I fall mean, three decks, also, I, that's your fault. and You don't deserve to live. <laughs> I mean, and I, I like there. there's also some throwaway line about how they like in like enhanced it over time or whatever. And they yeah. had future technology because they okay. were from the next generation. Timeline. Star Wars. The fact that there's no like the Empire, if there's one thing that they should have in line. It should be like safety guidebooks because all these guys are idiots and the sure, armor, right. their armor does oh, yeah. literally nothing. You can punch a stormtrooper oh. in the face, hey, look, knock them out. Man, <laughs> it doesn't just extend to, it, it extends way beyond that. They're like, oh uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, Mr. Vader, sir, um, we noticed that there is this like three foot by three foot exhaust vent, like right on the outside in this trench. And if something like, one in a million, sir. I understand. Like you'd have to be real good. <laughs> yeah. But if something should happen, right? We can design a laser to go through that vent. We can design it's a laser blow up this that can blow up a planet-sized planet space station. We can design right. a laser that blows up a planet. No problem. We can jump the light speed. No problem. We forgot about the big red weak spot button. <laughs> you know, like and yeah, if they, and like, if they it, push it's that like you're button, a video game character, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, it's like oh, hit him on the glowy thing. But I mean, even beyond uh, that, just like okay, this is a giant maintenance tunnel where there is no railing. You know, around this spire that goes. I don't know, a mile down <laughs> and then empties in the outer space, you know, and yeah, somebody right, has right, to right. go out there with the sonic screwdriver and plug it into the thing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You guys like, really? like how many people fall the fuck off that on a regular basis? Yeah, like I, I, I love that scene. I love that scene in clerks uh, where uh, the, the contractor comes in while Dante and Randall are discussing the destruction of the death star. And, uh, you know, uh, Randall's like, how many innocent people were on, like, Death Star 1, it was complete, you know, fair game, it was full of nothing but Imperials, Right. let's assume, safe to assume, Death Star 2, still under construction. Big time. You tell me that there weren't, like, civilians no. on that space station helping build stuff? No, they were conscripted. You you were conscripted to work. Look, they're citizens of the Empire because the Empire is everywhere. Yeah, so you're conscripted and you work for the Empire. You're not... Mm, yeah, but like, I, I loved the, guy, the, the guy's analogy was like, look, man, you know who you're working for. I got an offer, I got an offer to do a job upstate for this guy, and he says a name, and Randall's like, the mobster? And the guy's like, yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable with the risk. And so I recommended my cousin. <laughs> and the next thing I know, they put out a hit on the family and everyone dies. <laughs> and, and so like the moral of the story is like a contractor listens to this and he points at his heart, not his wallet. <laughs> uh, and it's like, yeah, all right. Like I, like I love that sort of stuff. Like that's why I love damage control so much. Yeah. 
It's like, yes, please. I want to hear about the people that have to come clean up this mess. That's cool. And they have to exist. I want to, I want to know how about the, I want to know about the people who like have to, they have to clear Spider-Man's webbing from covering entire city streets because they can't wait an hour. Right. Because it's a main thoroughfare for fire trucks and ambulances. Well, not just this is not just that. This is New York, man. You think people are going to yeah. sit in traffic for an hour and go, "Thank you, Spider Man"? No, they're yeah, going to no, go yeah, no. insane. Right? Yeah, it's like no, like I like I want to know about the people whose job it is to like deal with the day to day stuff. See now, okay, this and, sort of loosely directs to my answer, which is Cobra's human resources program, because. <laughs> They have to have an HR department. They have to. There isn't, it's not like there's signs out there that says Cobra wants you and you can go down to the local Cobra recruiter, you know, and sign up for Cobra just like you would the Marines. Like maybe it's right across the street from the Marines and they're like, God damn it, we lost another one. I don't know. But they have a billion members, Joe. They have a billion According members. According to the cartoon. And those guys, well, and here's the thing. they are wearing. Here's the thing outfits that are tailored that they all look the same they have different amount of stripes like there's an order this is all there's a handbook there has to be there has to be a handbook with a clear line of succession and you have to come in and try out for this job they're not just grabbing people and be like you're in cobra kid let's go no there's got to be a hiring process you have to be a certain kind of person to go to work for cobra because cobra are absolutely bad guys and you know who knows that first and foremost Cobra. They understand. They're not pulling any punches. This is not like they're Walmart. And they're like, we're serving your community, you know, but we treat our, uh, we treat everybody like shit and we're involved in all these like bank. No, Cobra's like, we want to take over the fucking world. And we believe in snake gods and we fucking hate G.I. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> you know, like, do you hate G.I. Well, like, Joe? The, do you like snake thing. gods? I got a job for you. <laughs> here's the thing that I liked about more modern versions of Cobra, like from the G.I. Joe Cobra minis specifically by Mike Costa uh, is that like Cobra is a little bit like the Kingpin where it's like, yes, it's Cobra. They are a terrorist organization. They're named determined to rule the world. Just like the song Cobra. Says. They're named after a venomous snake. <laughs> yes. But they also, they also have probably amassed this power by hiding through supposedly legitimate dealings. And so the reason they have such a huge workforce behind them is that not everybody is like a card-carrying member of give me a costume and insignia Cobra. I suppose. And you, give me a code name and a weird ray gun. You can stretch us to anything. I mean, obviously. Like Dr. Doom like, and, runs a country. And, yeah, La- and Lavarian's right, like, like, we love Dr. Doom. Like his last name is Doom. That doesn't bother you? Like, <laughs> it's like It's like working. It's like, it's like being an intern at Marvel. You might not, not know who Ike Perlmutter is. I suppose, you know, it, it, but Ike Perlmutter, it, like, as like as bad as a guy as Ike Perlmutter is, he believes he's just like an old school conservative. Whatever. It's not like Ike Perlmutter is like. But my secret plan is to poison the ocean for no reason. We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. You, know? <laughs> you can't tell me that. There's no proof of that. I can say um, there's a hundred percent no proof that Ike Perlmutter worships a, a snake god. How's that? <laughs> I mean, mm. that's my point I mean, is like, there's no proof. Cobra has yeah. to have an HR department that is actively hiring people what? to come and work for Cobra. Well, and here's the thing, you know, it's like they, they are, they court the disenfranchised 
you know, they, which are, of which there are many. And as Dave DeMarco, (laughs) as Dave DeMarco, like, look, realistically, (laughs) they can't have a billion members. No. Because as Dave DeMarco is fond of pointing out, if you have an organization with a billion strong member force. Yeah. Game over. You automatically win. Yeah. That means at least 10 people in GI Joe are part of Cobra and probably closer to a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, but yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, in the cartoons, Cobra had what, like uh, 10,000 red rocket burger chains. You, you don't think those are all staffed by like actual Cobra members, right? I don't know because those red rocket burger chains certainly had a missile on the ceiling. So there was a, some panel in there somewhere where like the guy that's washing the floor has to look over once in a while and be like, you know what? Nobody ever does anything with that super high tech panel over there. That's obviously Come on, not, and that's not going to be sitting out in the middle not of nowhere. for making fucking French fries. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's the controller to the fry later. Come on. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Launching missiles is not just like whip out your, you know, your foldable phone and go launch. <laughs> like there's stuff that goes into it. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here so that we can get some food in us and prep for the next show. Okay, new question of the week. Let's do it. Uh, once again, this question was submitted by Trevor via the forums. He's doing good work. Trevor, we don't even pay yeah, this Yeah, he guy. is. We got to get him a raise. Uh, I recently watched the Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer horror movie, What Lies Beneath, and was surprised to see the writing credit for Clark Gregg, a.k.a. Phil Coulson, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. No shit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he, uh, uh, another fun fact, he is also married to Jennifer Grey, star of Dirty Dance. I knew that. I knew that. Uh, so Trevor's question is, have you ever seen a creator credit that took you completely by surprise? Okay. That's. I love it. Fun, fun, fun. I immediately, I immediately had my answer. Yeah. I've got like six. We'll talk about that next week right here on the show. As Joe said, we're going to get ready for our holiday drunk show or Hanukkah drunk show. Pardon me. Uh, so look forward to that. And I don't know if you heard, but we moved back the cosmic long box so we could do this because of some internet troubles we had this week. It's going to be super fun. We've got a bunch of great Heck. new Patreon stuff that's up, including our real play D and D thing. I'm going to be putting up a new cartoon review show that occasional guest host Dave DeMarco and I are doing called tunes of time forgot where we do deep dives on some of the most bizarre cartoons out there and it is a ton of fun we need to get your opinions on it before we actually launch it as any kind of show so this will be good feedback from you guys thank you to everybody that called in and played along today we don't have a show uh, without real quick you. I, I, I do want to say uh but yes thank you of course um we are running low on questions of the week okay we need your questions question of the, week. of the weeks yeah so please submit those to me in any way you see fit. Email, the forums, Facebook. Uh, you know how to reach us. Call us and um, ask us the question. Let's do it. Come on, guys. And, you know, not that that many people answer the question of the week anymore, but it's still a fun jumping off point if yeah, you don't have much else to talk about. Definitely. So we'll see you right here next week. Same THN time, same THN channel for now. My name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off.